0: Survival Guide, and we're here to make you think about death and get sad and stuff. Scott Pilgrim's got an anime. Yeah, yeah, I saw an article recently
1: about it where all of the voice actors are reprising their roles,
0: and not the voice actors,
1: the actual actors yeah. from, in the movie are reprising their roles as voice actors for the um, the anime, which is actually really cool. Is obviously to see like um, you have Michael Sarah, uh, oh, okay. what's her freaking name. Mary Elizabeth Winstead yeah. or whatever her name,
0: uh, Chris Evans, Chris Evans, Ree Larson, Larson
1: um, from before their Marvel days. Yeah, yeah, when they were actually like good actors. <laughs> but, but but we
0: don't talk about Chris Evans' Fantastic Four era. Scott Pilgrim did. I was looking it up today, and Scott Pilgrim actually had a reference to the Human Torch in it that, like, I didn't notice because of Chris Evans. I was not aware of that. There's, like, a reference to the Human Torch, like, right after Chris Evans dies in that movie or something like that. It's, like, on someone's shirt or something. Oh, gosh. Uh, But for those of you who don't know... I need to stop doing that into the mic. <laughs> Here, let me turn it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World is one of the greatest movies that's ever been made. Have-
1: I, I I can uh, go uh, behind this and definitely say it is definitely a movie you need to watch. Yeah. I I didn't watch the movie until like September or something last year, maybe yeah. even a little bit before that,
0: which is crazy
1: to me. Well, I understand, but you have to understand like. I'm really behind on things. Yeah, you are. And proof of it is one of the topics I want to talk about tonight. Uh,
0: but um, we we actually have now that I think about it because you're right. We brought up Scott Pilgrim before. I don't. I, won't, I don't want to get off this for a minute. I just want to. I just want to let gush over Scott Pilgrim for a minute before we move to your thing. Yes, Scott um, Pilgrim
1: is honestly very wonderful. Directed
0: by Edgar Wright, the dude who directed Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, World's End, uh, Baby Driver. Which baby is how,
1: driver is oh oh my gosh i love that
0: movie yeah. so much which is how i know we've talked about this before because i remember having yeah. my existential crisis about learning flea was in that movie yes <laughs> but um yeah scott also, pilgrim uh, the, the uh jamie fox was in that movie as well the uh, the the graphic novels that the scott pilgrim movie are based on are novels that i read when i was in middle school and those novels are what got me to want to play play bass guitar and uh, so those, so this this franchise, Scott Pilgrim, is very near and dear to my heart. I love the the comic books. I love the movie. The movie adapted all of the comics into one movie. Sadly, like each of the, but but I feel like it probably did a, a fairly good job. It did that. a fairly good job, but it did cut out a lot. I've talked to you before, like the comics. So for the comics like the first book is the first evil x. The premise of the story is Scott Pilgrim has to has to fight his girlfriend Ramona's Seven, seven Evil X's in order to win the right to date her. And um which is played by Mary
1: Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. And which so I, honestly like I just like saying her name. <laughs> by the way, do you know who she's with? Yes, I do. Hello oh. there. <laughs> she's with Ewan McGregor. Hello there. <laughs> I think. There's a couple other ones I'm weirded out by. Uh, the girl, um, this is the other one I was weirded out by. The girl from Transformers 3. Rosie Huntington-Whitley. Okay. The the blonde, right? Yes. that's the You one. know who she's married to, I think? I think she's married, if not oh, married is it, it, is it David Beckham? No. Jason Statham. Oh, yeah. I knew it was someone weird. <laughs> it was some n- weird. It's the
0: transporter. Yeah. How is he weird? Well, Jason Statham. Well, isn't he like 20 years older than her or something? Yeah. Yeah, she's 33 and he's 53. Which is something calculator. that's also weird. I, I remember reading on Wikipedia the girl who plays uh, Black... What's her name? Black... I always mix up Scarlet Witch and Black Widow. I call okay, let so- I see. I legit call Black Widow Scarlet Widow all the time. I don't know why. Okay,
1: so Black Widow is Scarlet Johansson. And then the other one, no, Scarlet which
0: is uh, what's her uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen. No, I I don't get them mixed. I know you the mix the names. Are, together. I mix the names together okay. all the time. I keep calling Black Widow Scarlet Widow, and I don't know why. Okay, so you're thinking Scarja. Yeah, Black Widow, her younger sister, the blonde one. I remember reading. Oh, uh, Yelena, Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh. Yeah, I remember reading on her Wikipedia once. She was dating some like fifty year old dude, dude, and she's in her twenties or something. She's mid to late 20s. Yeah, but I remember reading that and I was like... Damn. She's around your age. Yeah, yeah, she's around my age. Um, that's neither here nor there. That was us getting off on Rosie Huntington-Whitley. What I was going to say... Rosie Huntington-Whitley. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes, Mary
1: Elizabeth Winstead.
0: Um, Hello there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so the first book is the first evil X, the second book is the second, third is the third, fourth is the fourth, the fifth one is the twins, the Japanese yes. twins. They're both in the same book, and then the sixth one is the that's, final that's X. That's the
1: one where they play like the really big show with the big like megatrons or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's the sound wave. Yeah, they're
0: doing a battle of the bands where their music turns into like literal giant kaiju fighting each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which that's what that actually leads into what I'm gonna get into. So like the book Of those two twins, it's an entire book on their own. And, you know, that fight was just, like, five minutes in the movie. Yeah, The book... In the book, the Japanese twins are inventors. And so the entire book is them creating increasingly big robots that come to try to kill Scott. Okay. So, like, that's what I mean where I say the movie cut out a whole lot of stuff, which is why I'm so excited that they've got a TV format to adapt it faithfully. And I I wonder how the anime is going to look... Because
1: I'm I'm hoping that the anime is very true to the original graphic novel, yeah. So in am that I'm in right. that um, which another cool that th- the cartoonization.
0: Which dude? Another cool thing about the um the movie. There's a scene in um in the first battle of the bands where the first Evil X shows up, where, where Scott and his band yeah. are fighting against Crash and the Boys. There's a part where their lead singer Steven, he's like, he's going over the the info they have about Crash and the Boys. He's got a big. He's got like a big, you know, um, thing that he's drawn pictures of them on and written their stats on because yes. he's super. He's super obsessive. They are drawn exactly like they look in the comics with the exact same style in that on that big um, display he's oh, okay. got. So they had they do have the volume art in there, which I think is re- really cool to have in the movie, which is why I think they will be faithful to the art style um, in the anime. What I do know. Is it the anime is going to be animated by the same studio that did Devilman Crybaby, which I've never seen. I don't know. Devilman Crybaby is pretty decent. Okay. Um,
1: uh, When it comes to animation style, um, their work is pretty good. Um, I really don't know a ton about them, but I just know like that, that work is is decent.
0: All, all I know is they've got... So they've got the original cast. They've got Edgar Wright, the director. Is an, yeah, an exec- so they, they've already won. Yeah, ex- Edgar Wright's an executive producer. I think the producers of the movie are also executive producers. And mm-hmm. the writer of the comic series, Brian Lee O'Malley, I know that he's a producer. I think he might also be co-writing it. So they've got, like, everything they need for this mm-hmm. for this series to be amazing. The, the
1: success of the movie itself will even push this further. Yeah. So... Uh, We were... I had made mention about myself being behind
0: on things. Yeah. And so... Well, we'll do yours, then I got my second one, then we can go to your second one. Okay, so being behind as... So we're moving on to our second topic, right? Okay.
1: So, being behind as I am, I uh, decided recently that I finally was going to start trying to watch the show Wednesday.
0: Oh, you texted me about this. Okay, yeah.
1: So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I was super hesitant just because I was like, okay, th- this is it, it's a trend. People are like, oh, yeah, do this. I know it was famous on TikTok for one of the dances or whatever yeah. that happened. To, and I was just like, I'm not into this. I don't want to watch this. But like, I'll give it a chance just because the Adams Family has been a part of my life for a very long time. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Um, I was very faithful to the movies. I did not like the second movie, the Adams Family Values, um, but I really, really liked... The, what, did you,
0: what did you think of the CGI movie that came out like two years ago or something? Yeah,
1: we don't watch those. <laughs> I, I didn't watch it because I was like, no, 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 no! Raul Julia is no, my no, Gomez! No,
0: no, no, no! Ah!
1: <laughs> Just immediately everything is... Ah! B.S. <laughs> yes, I... I, I had a. um...
0: This is not what, how it what, was supposed to go.
1: I had a Paul Dano moment right Paul there.
0: <laughs> um, oh, really quick side tangent because of the Batman. I sure. think it's been officially confirmed that Clayface is going to be <gasps> oh. a, a villain in the second, in the next Batman movie. I can't reach because the microphone's in the way. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been rumored for a while. I think it's been confirmed that Clayface will be could uh, feature. Could so.
1: feature Clayface, which is Mike Flanagan pitches in on it. Uh, will
0: reportedly feature Well the Mike Flanagan thing is different. I do like the fact that they throw Clayface in there because we've never
1: seen Clayface before. One. Yeah. And two, you've only seen it before in the nineties
0: animated series. Yeah. And Well, and the Arkham video games. And the Arkham Video games. I, I got all. those on sale this past weekend and I've been playing them. The Arkham gates are great. But um, what I was going to say is the Mike Flanagan thing, go back up. I've seen this. Mike Flanagan was pitching his own, it's like Clayface origin movie. Okay. Um, which is separate from the Batman sequel, because the Batman sequels Matt Reeves, the same guy who did yes. the first one. So from what I understand, Matt Mike Flanagan pitched a Clayface movie that they're not doing, but they are thinking about doing him in the new Batman movie as one of the villains. I think there are going to be multiple, they've said. So they're gonna pull a
1: Spider-Man three?
0: Uh, hopefully not. Well, maybe. I, I, I mean, they had multiple villains in the first one. They had the Penguin and um, Riddler in the first one. Well, oh, they just had that's two, and you, yeah. that's like a traditional thing with Batman. Like you'll have two.
1: Yeah. So you had Harvey Denton Two Face. All
0: I know is as long as they don't do their version of Joker that they teased in the first movie, I'll so I'm fine. So the one that we saw i'm okay with i'm not but i feel it needs tweaked well i think they i think they need to stop writing heath ledger's coattails because that's what that their joker Mm -hmm. obviously and i'm talking specifically about the deleted scene yes because in the in the finished movie they they did tease him that actor does appear but you don't see him head-on and they don't even credit him as the joker they just Mm -hmm. credit him as unseen prisoner obviously they want him to be the joker Mm -hmm. But I would be, I would just be happy if they recast it and just end up not doing that. But and you know, I showed you the deleted scene of him where he had all the extra scars and stuff, and yeah. it really just looks like a. And for me, it feels like um, the
1: the particular Joker that cuts his own face off. Either that, or uh, not Batman, uh, the '90s series, but the series directly after it that appeared on WB or Four Kids. Um, which Troy Baker was the Joker for that one. Really? Yes. He was the Asylum Joker. He had, like, really long hair and kind of, like, really big grin.
0: Wait, you're not thinking of the, um, the Joker from... There's, like, a Joker who's got dreadlocks or something who was in a... It's
1: close to that one.
0: Um, you know the one I'm talking about? I think he was voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. Um... There's a particular one.
1: I can't remember. I think it was Four Kids. This one.
0: That's not Troy Baker. I thought that was Troy Baker. No, Troy Baker has been the Joker. I know that he was the Joker in Arkham Origins. See, that Joker, I didn't have a problem with.
1: I liked that Joker somewhat. Okay. Uh, It was very well done. Mind you, though, I will always stay true to uh killing joke and 90s animated Bat- uh
0: joker always so for me like I- i'll put it like this for the the batman joker that we saw in that deleted scene um matt reeves the director joked before the movie came out that he was that he his he joked that his goal with the batman was to out out dark and edgy nolan to make a Batman movie that was even darker than Nolan's, even and even grittier than Nolan's, I will say like he's got a good start. Well, what I'm saying is like that is that does feel like it, what it's going to do. But he was obviously joking. He's not saying like my my goal here isn't just to be dark and gritty. But his Joker design felt like that joke was being serious. Like hey hey Chris uh, Chris Nolan, I see that you've got your scarred Joker and who who's like super creepy and looks. Like he's deformed, so I'm gonna go even darker and more deformed than in that. More deformidated. <laughs> more deferma than that. Yeah. And I just I saw I, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if it's It's up in the air right now, in my opinion. I, was, I don't
1: have a problem with it, but at the same time I'm with you. If it's gonna be like oh, I'm trying to be out dude. Christopher Nolan, stop. Please stop.
0: I actually like that every Joker actor has done their own thing. Which I know that's going to bite me. I know that's going to come back to bite me because Jared Leto also did his own thing and that was terrible. <laughs> I, I like that they were their own individuals. Does that mean that we're good? No. Yeah. And I, I like the idea that that would be something you continue to do with every live action version of the Joker. Is you just do it a different way. For me, I don't know what it is. But if you look at
1: Jared Leto's, it's, um, it's a mix of uh jack nicholson with heath ledger
0: i think that's the interesting thing is um it's specifically i remember because he looks so different his design in in suicide squad is so unique but i remember watching the movie and there's nothing in that movie that's good that movie's just so bad diablo is the only good thing in that movie there's nothing in
1: that movie that's good diablo
0: (laughs) is the only thing good in that movie
1: but, um... Diablo was the Inferno character. No, I
0: remember, Luke. Yeah. I remember. I remember that movie, unfortunately, very well. <laughs> to my great disdain, yeah. I remember that. And the thing is this, like... I still
1: liked Cara Delevingne at that part. And in that... And... In, in, at that point. That's just because
0: you think she's hot. Well,
1: yeah, but then I learned, like, she's <laughs> gay. And I'm just like, nah.
0: Not anymore. <laughs> but, um, so... Oh, you got me off track. What was I going to say? Joker. Joker, yeah. So, he, I, his, no, I didn't, I was about to say I liked that his design was different. I hated that design. The damaged tattoo on his head, I didn't like anything about any of that. But. It was cringy. It was very, it felt very try-hard. That first still of him, of Jared Leto doing like the scream (laughs) at the camera, it felt incredibly try-hard. But. It felt like somebody was trying to get famous on like TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) Which is. Feels like that's Jared Leto's career a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because he
1: was the edgy guy before he became an actor. Well, he he was in Thirty Seconds to Mars. I know. And, so like he was super edgy then, um, and like super kind of like, emo, cringy.
0: Well, he's also very like gimmicky because the thing that everyone yeah. talks about with Jared Leto is that he's super method. He's a super method actor. Like there were there were reports that came out from the Suicide Squad set that he was mailing dead rats and used condoms to his co- to his cast members, to the other cast members of Suicide Squad as part of his me- as part of him getting into character as the Joker. He was sending them that well, stuff. Well, I remember you saying something about him being like that guy. On the set
1: of Morpheus where he would actually like hobble around. Oh, I think that was a thing. Yeah, I think that was a (laughs) thing in Morpheus. In Morpheus, like he would actually act as if he was disabled. And so he would like
0: act like a disheveled person. I think that was a thing. Yeah, he was. He was, he's very much into that method acting thing. And there are two kinds of method acting there. (laughs) There's good method acting. And then there's Marlon
1: Brando kind of method acting that's just toxic.
0: Well, Marlon, Which Marlon Brando, Brando was a dirtbag. Marlon Brando wasn't even a method actor. He didn't even learn his lines for the movies he was in. That's the point. He's a drama queen. But um, but so, and it's so funny because method acting, the good and bad kinds, both act exactly the same. Well, here's examples. Okay, good method acting,
1: Daniel Day Lewis.
0: Well, that's literally the example I'm going to use. I I heard a story. There was a movie where Daniel Day Lewis was playing like a paraplegic or something. And so he spent that entire time while he was in any he was on set for the movie, he would not move his legs. He would have people had to oftentimes crew members had to carry him around because he could because he wasn't allowing himself to walk. And it made people resent him on set, which he felt it was helping him get into character, not using his legs. But he also felt it helped him get into character that people resented him for being fake disabled he sure. felt like that helped him get and the thing is that's exactly the kind of thing jared leto would do the problem the difference is daniel day lewis comes out with a great performance like which look his... at look at all the performances
1: he's done yeah last of the mohegans um the uh, crucible the crucible gangs of new york there will be blood yeah uh no it wasn't was it that one or was it no country for old men
0: Literal. i don't think i don't think he's in no country for old men okay I couldn't
1: but, remember. I could. It's one of those two.
0: But literally, and then only, also Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln. Lincoln was great. That's I just, loved that movie. Yeah. Um, but what I'm but what I'm getting is like Daniel Day Lewis. That's exactly the kind of thing Jared Leto would do. But the difference is, you see Jared Leto like as Joker after you hear the reports of him like locking himself in a room by himself, which is what Heath Ledger did. Yeah. He's like,
1: oh, he did it that way, so I'm going to do it that way.
0: Yeah, well, he does it in, like, he listened to a bunch of, like, go- I think he said he listened to, like, gospel music and, um like, classical music to get into the Joker headspace or something. Which, that stuff, whatever, is when you start hearing the stuff about how he was, like, sending people dead rats and used condoms on set. You hear about that and it's like, that's that is method acting. But if you, but if you're the performance, that, that you, that's like Anita Sarkeesian
1: toxicity level.
0: It's not just that; it's also like if you, if the performance you give out is Joker and Suicide Squad, then you look back at all the stuff he was doing beforehand, and it just comes off as obnoxious because it didn't lead to anything. Exactly. Whereas Daniel Day Lewis does stuff that comes off as obnoxious, then you see his performance, and you're like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I get it. You were a dirtbag, but. <laughs> You got the point across. <laughs> yeah. You, you <laughs> delivered on the package that we were having to pay for. Yeah.
0: And so, like, with Jared Leto, it's just... I don't I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if it's just there's something about him that I just don't like. But there, there is something about him where whenever I hear news about him, it just makes me cringe a little bit. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, back to what I was talking about originally. Okay. So, I was always, like, one, he's just like, I'm not going to follow the trend of Wednesday. I don't want to... But I finally took the time to start watching it. Starting out, my initial response was, why did they choose him for Gomez? Oh. Uh, Luis uh, Guzman.
0: Yeah, Luis Guzman. Dude, Guzman. you know what? You know but what's...
1: the thing is this. Okay, at this point, I'm just going to call it spoilers. Wait, hold on. I'm going to call spoilers that, because... Because I know I'm gonna spoil something. If you haven't watched so, if you haven't watched it, go watch it now. Stop listening. I think to I this. might be
0: the only person who's not watched it, and I don't care about spoilers, so I think I'm okay. good. But what I, I was didn't know you say didn't was, watch it. No, I've not seen it yet. I don't know if I'm going to because I'm. I've, I've never watched anything. Adam's family. I okay. don't care. The only reason I would is because the only reason I would is because I saw that video of Jenna Ortega like referencing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm like, cool. So. You're pretty, and you like JoJo. <laughs> I'm in. Yes. <laughs> so, um, But what I was going to say is, Luis Guzman, it's so funny. I had no idea who he was until I started watching Community. Because in Community, there's a running gag that Louise Guzman used to go to their school, and he guest stars in one episode. And I looked him <laughs> up, because I was like, is this an actual dude, or are they just yeah. making up a fake celebrity? And I looked it up, I was like, oh, he's in Wednesday! Yes. That's so weird! Yes. So... Um one of the
1: episodes uh he does a very redeeming act. Um at, like not act but his when they're featuring him in a particular episode. Peter Luis Guzman? Guzman, yes. When they're featuring him in a one particular episode. Oh, did he play Joel? No. <laughs> no, that's reserved for one uh Nikolai. <laughs> <laughs> but um so re- with referring to Joel
0: oh really
1: <laughs> we're gonna go there okay uh going through this show traditionally when watching any of the adams family stuff the only person who was of a latin descent was gomez nobody else looked it. nobody nobody yeah. looked hispanic nobody looked
0: of any sort of hispanic descent actually you know what you say that it's so funny i remember when i first looked up adam's family i don't even know why because i i i i've seen pictures of them because like adam's family was such a big thing that like obviously that that imagery it's kind of like darth vader where you don't yeah. have to know you don't even have to know the name of the show but like you've seen them somewhere yes and it's so funny like i i looked up adam's family at one point i saw all the pictures and i saw that the dad's name was gomez adams i'm like that's an awfully Hispanic name for a white dude. I just assumed he was white because everyone was everyone was pale as everyone was pale. Yeah, as, and in he as freaking they they might as well have had
1: been albino. Yes, and so um, what I do like is they moved in a direction where you felt like everybody was race swapped, even though they technically weren't right. because Morticia. Was still, um, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, which Catherine Zeta-Jones is um,
0: European. I never would have guessed from the name. Shut up. <laughs> so um, that's like saying John Smith is white. It's like really, I never would have guessed. <laughs> it's Yon. Smith. The most, <laughs> it's Jon Smith. The most the most milk toast white bread name <laughs> in all of history, John Smith. But the
1: cool thing is, like, she comes in and she plays the role very well. But everyone else... Wait, a, who? Cap, Cap Catherine Zeta-Jones. She comes in and plays the role fantastically. Yeah. And then the other three main characters of the family. So there's Gomez, um, Pugsley, and Wednesday. All of them are Latina. Or Latina. Uh, all right. And where they did the race swapping in this situation, it worked perfectly. Whereas when they did the race swapping in The Last of Us, they forgot about one particular individual named Ellie. Where if they would have race swapped her, I think it would have went over slightly better. Why
0: do you think that? Just because...
1: Think about how, like,
0: wrong she looks compared to Yoel and Tomas. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, dude, it actually is funny. I, I, I feel like we may have brought this up at some point, but it, it is it is astounding to me that they went out of their way to race change, like, the... Like, all the white male characters except... Except for the gay guys and the cannibals. Sure. Those guys stayed white males. Those are fine. Everyone everyone else is pretty much race-swapped. Yeah. And it was crazy to me that they went out of their way to change the looks of so many characters. And then with Ellie, the one like... One of the only characters they didn't race-swap, they found the one white girl who didn't look anything like Ellie to play Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, see, that's my point. That blew my that, mind. That's where casting choice, in my
1: opinion... Really shows whether someone knows what they're doing or not when it comes to a property. Yeah. By the and way, so with Wednesday, they
0: did a phenomenal job with the casting. By the way, can I add something to this? Sure. Because I've heard something about Wednesday that I actually this is what also made me consider watching Wednesday's so this story I heard. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm also gonna compare it to the last the last of quality. Sure. <laughs> um <laughs> The Last of Quality? Yeah. <laughs> You mean the beginning of unquality? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I heard a story that apparently Jenna Ortega is a huge fan of the Addams Family. Yes, and uh, she's going to be an executive producer on the next season, which means she gets creative control to a yes. certain extent. And I heard an interesting story where there was... I, by the way, I literally started watching
1: the show on Monday. okay. And I already know so much information okay. about this. I heard an stupid. interesting
0: story because she, she's a huge fan of the Adams Family and Wednesday, apparently. And apparently there was going to be a joke in one episode where like, Wednesday's friends are taking her shopping or something. I don't know if you're aware of when this might have been in the season because I have no idea. So there is one particular episode I do remember. Go on. Where they're going shopping, and there was going to be a joke where Wednesday was going to see a dress, like a really frilly pretty dress, and she goes, oh, "Oh, that's really cute. I hate that I just said that, or something like that. Yeah, that didn't happen. (laughs) And Jenna Ortega apparently refused to say that line, because she said there's no way on God's green earth that Wednesday Adams would ever say something like that which is why she's an executive going to be an executive producer in season 2 because she's making creative decisions for the character cuz she loves the character and is refusing to do stuff that would be out of character for her. So, the way you're saying, I didn't hear I
1: didn't know about that. Okay. But the expressiveness and the knowledge of the character in itself mm-hmm. demonstrates to me the same quality of expertise over the character as Sam Witwer to Star Wars.
0: Dude, I I want to. You th- you made me think of a third thing I want to talk about. By
1: the way, I saw a video earlier today about Sam Witwer. Yeah. Uh, while I was waiting on you to come over, um, I got two
0: things about Sam Witwer I want to say.
1: But so he had made mention at a like a con recently or something of yeah. that nature. He went on this like long spiel. It's like George Lucas in the contract that's what
0: i saw it. that's what i wanted to bring the, the up. six
1: minute video or yeah there? yeah <laughs> okay so it's a six minute video of sam witwer he, how he goes over and george lucas is a baller straight yeah. up 20th century fox owns a new hope yeah in the contract though george lucas con- contracted for every single sequel to be only his yeah so so you want to talk about a baller move and yeah. then he's
0: like oh I'm going to pay for it all myself. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, the, the idea is 20th Century Fox distributed, funded all that, the first Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And George Lucas in oh. his contract stipulated... But we, we want Jawas and all that yeah. stuff. Stipulated that he would get sole ownership of any sequels, which twenty which 20th Century Fox didn't check. Because they didn't care about Star Wars. No one thought that was going to be a success. It's one so, of the greatest franchises of all time. Well, it was.
1: It is. By the way, if you cut a certain part of, like, if you cut, you know, you know how like old milk would separate and you get like the bad stuff. No, and Luke. The big no, Luke. Stuff? I know
0: what you're saying, but like, Star Wars is. It Star Wars is provably worth less now than it was than Disney bought it sure because of because of what they've disney did they've lost has a done. lot of money like star wars as an ip is worth less now like george lucas sold it to disney to 4 billion dollars i don't think anyone would actually buy star wars for 4 billion now I don't think anyone would be willing to spend money. I I would want, especially if it, <laughs> especially if they're allowed to see the numbers that Disney is hiding about what the shows are currently doing, the comics are doing, the books are doing. So, if you saw the numbers cuz there are rumors coming out like that that there are rumors coming out that like Mandalorian's only getting some like 100,000 views an episode or something, which is nothing. Abysmal at yeah. best. So, like Star well, Wars it, is an IP it, you know is why though? Cause no one cares because gina carano <laughs> well there's also that
1: but that that whole fiasco i've
0: got i've got a have uh, got a riddle for my, for our viewers luke and you may have seen you may know the oh, riddle speaking
1: of viewers i i would like to say hello to all of our international ones we keep getting like a whole bunch of different people are we
0: getting more yeah we are
1: <laughs> uh we're, we're getting people more people in um europe like we have uh, one person from warsaw ohio <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> uh, we had one person um from Bratislava. Oh uh and then we had another person from London. Uh, Oi, boy, what a good guff. Uh, guten Tag. <laughs> guten Tag. <laughs> um we had one person from uh Hiroshima. Ohio. <laughs> Ohio.
0: <laughs> sorry um, uh, sorry about <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry about the racist no,
0: no, I'm not sorry for that. <laughs> sorry, sorry for the whole, you know, mushroom cloud. Uh, my bad. <laughs> to be fair, you guys bombed us first.
1: <laughs> also, we've gotten uh, a bunch of viewers uh, from... All over the United States. Uh, we got oh, one nice. in L.A. We had uh, two up in Oregon. We got one a couple in New York or whatever. Okay,
0: oh, so- dude, how are we getting? How are we getting views from liberal states? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's how the is one that? good person in the state or something. <laughs> <laughs> the one good person. It's a- oh. Also weird one, Omaha. <laughs> Uh, it, the one view from L.A. is just our friends who are currently moving out there. No, not them yet. <laughs> well, not them yet, but probably... Censorship. <laughs> Why would he be in L.A.?
1: It will, it'll track his phone. Yeah. Like, his account may be from there. Oh,
0: okay. So, who knows? Oh, yeah, I forgot that that's... We need to stop name-dropping people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out a way to cut yeah. it there. Dude, you know what's so funny? You brought... The, that particular guy you just mentioned, I yes. was listening back to to one of our older episodes and i
1: forgot i had his name in there i forgot to cut his name yeah out. i know
0: we we got to the part where you said that he liked the last of us and it, like his name is just in there i'm like oh no <laughs> 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 I, i'm too lazy to go back and cut it now oh, i was just like it's too late now it's gone <laughs> to be fair he's got i've seen i've seen how many followers he has on instagram he's a public figure he yeah he can yeah he's got a really good following and he really does a lot of cool stuff yeah it would be like name dropping our pastor on here it's like to it's like if anything that helps us it doesn't do anything to him exactly <laughs> but <laughs> if anything it'll
1: get us cancelled quicker than it will <laughs> <then>. <laughs> Dude, the fact that we're
0: associated Exactly. exactly. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, you're part of that group? Bye. You're a cult?" No. "You're part of that cult?" Yeah. We are not so, part of a cult. What then, was like
1: gonna... the, the running joke is like, "No, we're not part of a cult. We're definitely part of a
0: cult." <laughs> yeah, the running The run The running joke is many people have accused our church of being a cult, which it is not, but it is certainly a fun joke to play into. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and the thing is this like you look up the cult like traits. It, the only thing that we have on the list is just people with guns.
0: That's just the south, d- but dude, that, but that's the thing. Dude, it's dude, like dude, no one's safe in church anymore, so you need to have a gun on you. Wait, are are we? Is the South a cult? You tell me. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yee-haw. Anyway, back to um dude, so I guess since we were on Sam Witwer, I'll go just go ahead and say Well, the other I haven't same.
1: finished everything yet on this. That's
0: fine. We'll just consider this a detour because sure. we already brought up So, a nice Witwer. little rabbit hole real quick. Yeah. Um the Sam Witwer thing. Well, first of all, Oh, um, I forgot
1: we were all on that. Yes.
0: Yeah, we went off onto the Sam First of all, I also appreciate what he said about the prequels where he said that um it was different. Yeah, cuz he said that because he so greatly respected George Lucas, his his response to the prequels was when everyone was hating on it. He, he said he went to see the like Phantom Menace in theaters like seven times because he was literally studying it in theaters trying to figure out what is George doing here and why is it different from what I expected it to be. Why, why is which, this not like I thought it was supposed to be? Which I really respect, um, but... Also, another thing I watched from Sam Witwer recently. Sam Witwer was in an interview. This is an older interview. I could tell because the the six minute thing of him talking about George Lucas being a genius. I could tell from the wrinkles on his eyes and his hairline <laughs> that this is recent like and I was like, "Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Sam Whitworth's getting Sam Witwer's aging." Yeah. He's um, just as we all are. <laughs> he's mid 40s probably. Mean? But and, and this was an, this one looked like it was him like fresh out of Force <clears throat> Unleashed. Is this yeah. second interview? Yeah. Um, as he was talking about, and I know that it was, it was post Darth Maul. I know that because he was talking about being on the Clone Wars. And he said there was an, he was, there was an episode that he was in the recording booth for, and it was an episode where Anakin was seeing, was seeing a vision of his dead mother, Shmi. And Anakin. Shmi Skywalker. And Anakin was talking to his mother and he, um, and he told her, mom, I've got a wife now and I really wish you could meet her. Cause I think you'd really like her. And he gave, and he said that Matt Lanter gave a really emotional performance, and they finished the scene. And and he, Sam Witwer said he just leaned and goes, "Hey, uh, we got to do that again." And Matt Lanter get <laughs> and <laughs> and Matt Lanter goes, "Why?" He gets like he gets. I think he gets like a little bit of things like, "Why?" And and Sam Witwer goes, "Because Shmi met Padme in Episode One." So, Anakin wouldn't have told her that he wants her to meet his wife because they already met. And he said that when he said that, he could see Dave Filoni in the back, like watching the recording, just like pull his hat down so that no one would look at him <laughs> dang it <laughs> and basically the, dave filoni probably wrote the line yeah probably <laughs> and so the entire and Filoni was like dang it i got schooled by a nerd again <laughs> yeah and so the entire interview interview was just about how sam Whitwer is a bigger star wars nerd than dave filoni and he's the guy who's the
1: executive like producer of a lot of the crap that's coming out right now yeah sam
0: Witwer. It, sam Witwer actually is the guy you need in a Star Wars production, yeah, because he's—I've seen interviews of him roasting the sequels, which a bold thing to do when you're currently under Disney <laughs> employment. I've seen it too. I, I <laughs> bold, very bold.
1: Yeah, i.e., Gina Carano.
0: I, I'm very. I'm. I'm kind of shocked that I didn't see a red dot appear on his forehead in the middle of that interview. <laughs> <laughs> but so, also really bold of him to trash talk. Really bold of him to trash talk the company that he's currently living at.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot he lives in the air docks. Yeah, he's currently
0: living he, in he's, their he's air He's bashing
1: docks. his current residence. Yeah. Uh, if, this if, place is crap. These people suck.
0: Oh, thank you for all these nice goods. If Sam... We're, if if Sam, we're, <laughs> wait, 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 wait.
1: I got it. I got it. Okay. Just say, uh, we're going to announce a new Star Wars project. Give me okay. a second.
0: You know, I don't think I wanna say it.
1: You're
0: a dirtbag. we <laughs> We're announcing a new Star Wars project.
1: Hey, can I be a part of it? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> except it wouldn't be that he wouldn't he would he, he would pop it. out of like a of like a vent
1: with like hinge open. Yeah. No. Go, hey except you wanna be, be
0: a part of it? Dude, <laughs> it would be like something out of like friends where they said we're announcing a new Star Wars project and the vent and the vent pops off and Sam Witwer just falls out onto the ground <laughs> and just goes, Hey Cabby in it, <laughs> and then he gets up and just jumps back up into the vent. He, he just Jar Jar jumps back up into the
1: vent. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's the noise he makes when they say yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we are going home. <laughs> jar Jar's return. <laughs> so, but um, basically the point of that interview was was Sam Witwer out. Out um, nerded Dave Filoni in Star Wars lore, (laughs) and when
1: when you can out nerd the executive producer, that's when you know. Seriously, guys, I'm such a nerd.
0: Yeah, but Sam Witwer, you need a Sam Witwer on every single like big franchise thing you do. Yeah, you need you need. You're, you need your Sam Whitwer, except he loves The Last of Us on The Last of Us TV show. So that w- so when they don't have Joel show up to stop Ellie from hacking David apart... They need a Troy Baker, to be honest. Well, they did have Troy Baker. But at the same
1: time, they need a better Troy Baker. Well,
0: they don't need a better Troy Baker. They, they need
1: a less woke
0: <laughs> Troy Baker. I don't even know if it's... I don't know what Troy Baker's politics are. I think what He's it is, woke. He's okay.
1: He's an L.A. voice actor. I'd like to think that he's... He is very deeply oriented with those of a certain show I quit watching a long time ago. Yeah, well, not a long time ago. You could not convince me, but you just like planted the seeds. And I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah, show. that was an
0: accident. But no, what, what was it? Well, <laughs> what I was going to say, Luke, is I don't think it's a matter of politics. I think it's a matter of like Troy Baker talked about. When the Last of Us show was airing, he t- like he would announce on Twitter that he watched he would he would go over to Neil Druckmann's house and watch every episode like <laughs> premiere with Neil Druckmann. He has worked on bi- he uh, since the Last of Us. He has worked on every video game that Neil Druckmann has done. So I think that's a problem. Well, what I'm getting at is you need some you need a Troy Baker on the set of The Last of Us who isn't friends with Neil Druckmann. <laughs> Yeah, I'm who with you on that. Who will feel comfortable telling Neil Druckmann to piss off when he cuts Joel out of that David scene? Yeah, yeah,
1: because so. because
0: Troy Baker, he's friends with Neil, and so he won't do that. He'll just be like, "Yeah, d- d- Neil's a genius. I guess I, I I guess he's got his reasons." It's like no, it's like no Joel, no Troy. I called him Joel because he's he's so much Joel in my head. No Joel. Neil Druckmann doesn't have good reasons. He's just woke. He's he. Neil Druckmann doesn't have good reasons. He's just in love with Anita Sarkeesian.
1: <laughs> no wonder she divorced her ex. <laughs> but so, as you were saying, but, having a good yeah, a good person who is deeply engrossed in the s- subject matter. Yeah, like, like if if you, it's have... important to have the historian in like method
0: yeah if you could have had same technically mark hamill too because mark hamill fought for them not to ruin luke and last jedi they just didn't listen yeah i yeah. guess actually i guess that's a problem if, well, if, if do you the, remember they threw out lucas's um
1: um his original treatment. script story yeah
0: but that's that was back when people still said oh the prequels are bad george lucas is an idiot that was back when. The, that was back that's when. That's back when they thought midi chlorians was chaos. Yeah. That that's <laughs> back when when the internet still thought George Lucas was like the antichrist of Star Wars, and so they could get away with it. Now they if, now they have seen the antichrist yeah. of
1: Star Wars, and it comes in the shape of a nice large eared mouse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so now what I'm saying is, if if it got announced right now that they were releasing a TV show and it, and it got, got leaked that it was a TV show that George Lucas had pitched and given them story ideas for, and they had taken the concept but thrown out his story ideas, the internet would lose their minds. Yes. Because the internet has turned and realized that George Lucas is not... Is a saint. <laughs> is not quite the evil that they thought he was. He's their messiah for Star Wars. I don't know if I'd get that far. I, well, I mean, he, he's the last ditch hope right now. It's just like... We need him. He really would By the way, dude, speaking of a George Lucas TV show, before Disney bought Star Wars... Sure. I'm going off on a tangent. Again. We will let you get back to Wednesday. And I actually want to tie The Last of Us into Wednesday, because this all ties together in a big spider web. Sure. Um... There was actually a a TV show George Lucas wanted to do. I think he wanted to make 200 episodes of it. Like, he was in it for the long haul. And he can be, because he can fund all his own stuff. So it doesn't... He's George Lucas. Yeah. Like,
1: literally, everything that we have when it comes to modern filmmaking, as Sam Witwer had confirmed...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...is basically credited to George. Yeah, we've talked about this. He made ILM, and ILM made everything else... ILM's, one of their first big projects was Jurassic Park. Yeah, it was Jurassic Park. It, it's like George Lucas created Star Wars and um, George Lucas created uh, Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. He made two of the biggest franchises of all time. Then he created ILM, which made Jurassic Park in the MCU and basically every big budget sci-fi thing it, like in history. It's like you're welcome, Hollywood. <laughs> You're welcome for your handout. Yeah. Now pay me. <laughs> but um, So, George Lucas, he was going to make a... I think it was going to be called Star Wars Underworld. And the idea interesting, is that it was going to like be... Like a seedy underbelly kind of thing? I think something like that. And it, the idea is it was going to be set in between episodes 3 and 4 in that time, but during the Empire... Literally,
1: of... that would have been perfect!
0: Yeah, Rise to Power. And I don't think it would have had an overarching story. I think it was going to be like an anthology. So they're like... Literally... It was, I feel like it would be a broadening, not
1: a broadening, but a, like, an expansion of, like, the general theme you got at the very beginning of Rogue One. I think, um... Like, that seedy underbelly kind of deal. Yeah, let me actually look it up,
0: because, um...
1: Give it a second. You gotta wake it up. uh,
0: uh, Because I remember a lot about this, but I want to find the exact episode count, because I want to, um... I believe... this is the way. No. <laughs> what? Why was the first
1: thing? Uh, I'm not even gonna say it now. Okay. Um.
0: Okay. Here it is. Interview from George Lucas about this. 100. It sits on the shelf. We have 50 hours. We were we are trying to figure out a different way of making movies. We are looking for a different technology that we can use that will make it economically feasible to shoot the show. Right now, it looks like the Star Wars features, but we have to figure out how to make it about a tenth of the cost of the features because it's television we're working toward that and we continue to work towards that we will get there at some point it's just a very difficult process obviously when we do figure this problem out it will dramatically affect features because feature films are costing between 250 to 350 million lol that number is only climbing when we figure yeah, this out because
1: the cost of living is going up too
0: well it's also because marvel just marvel just pisses money onto their movies because they think that the more money they put into it will distract from the bad stories um insert doctor strange
1: into the um into the multiverse of madness yeah and quantumania yeah
0: uh when we figure this out they will be able to make a feature film for 50 million dollars so this is george lucas talking about the show he said they already had 50 hours of scripts because they obviously hadn't shot this yet and this interview was from like 10 years ago before Disney bought Star Wars because the thing is based the thing was basically shelved immediately after Disney bought Star Wars because again George Lucas LOL let's all crap on George Lucas. Oh no, we've now ruined the entire Star Wars franchise and it's worth literally a paper napkin. Sadness. But if you look at the episode count, so they they planned to produce 100 episodes but George Lucas in his Crazy mind wanted to produce 400. He wanted this series to, he wanted this TV show. It was going to be live action. He wanted it. He was going, he wanted to make at least 100, but he had pipe dreams for 400, and each episode was going to be an hour long. So I don't find that to be crazy. 400? That's anime, that's One Piece numbers, my dude. That is absolutely crazy. Sir, sir, we're talking about George Lucas here.
1: Okay, exactly. Okay, so, if anyone could do it, it's him.
0: <laughs> but so, plot summary. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read. This he off. was able to pull freaking Midi chlorians out of his butt. Okay. Yeah. So let me, let me read this. Um, I'm just gonna read all of this. I think.
1: Um, uh, you could probably just do like, uh, the like here, just this. Okay. because uh, that this looks like the general plot of it, and then someone like commentates on it a little bit. Yeah.
0: Well, it's a Star Wars Underworld is said to be set primarily in the Coruscant Underworld uh, in the time between Episode 3 and 4. It, it is during the, this period that the that the Empire rises to ultimate power throughout the galaxy. Um, Lucas said in 2005, so the, yeah, 2005, this is back when he was planning this. Yes. Uh, that the show would focus on any characters, would not focus on any characters from the films, but that some of them could appear. So they could appear, but they won't be the focus of the series. So more of the anthology- uh, look yeah. into it. And if you go down here, it says, according to Dan... Uh... Oh, Wasson. Yeah, Dan Wasson. Well, I'm also looking at this one right here to see if I'm missing anything. Um, Dan Wasson projected the Wii ver- Leader of the Wii version of the Star Wars Force Unleashed video game. The TV series was gonna... Was might have contained elements from the Force Unleashed, so it might have referenced Force Unleashed in there. In 2014, Steven Scasia revealed in his Kickstarter campaign that he had been a writer for the series and was involved in several story elements, including Lando Calrissian losing the Millennium Falcon to Han Solo, Solo and Chewbacca's first meeting, as well as an action scene with Boba Fett. So, well, one of those is ruined,
1: yeah. Actually, two of those is ruined. And actually,
0: what's interesting is this is reminding me, Luke, I'm pretty sure I've I've multiple sources have said that um rogue one that prim- the premise of rogue one the the story outline was an idea that they were going to do in underworld and the thing is this
1: i've heard from numerous people who were around when star wars came out in the uh 70s and 80s mm-hmm. okay and they said like all of them were like huge uh ot fans they were all about uh, empire empire was their baby yeah and they compared rogue one to the quality of empire I don't, when
0: it comes to storyline i don't agree with that but it's but, but it's I'm, better than anything else disney did sure but so what i'm I, like I, f- I feel like that was the last hurrah
1: oh absolutely uh Ma- like mandalorian you could see like it was kind of sinking
0: yeah like season one was good season two you could see it sink yeah and let, I'm also going to read this. It's going to uh, Rick McCallum produced the Star Wars prequel, so he's also talking about this. He says, Lucas envisioned somewhere like 100 hours between episodes 3 and 4. So he wanted to do 400. It sounds like they settled on 100. That's the mm-hmm. number they were going for, which would mean 100 episodes of the uh, 100 episodes. <clears throat> I would episodes totally be total. fine with that. Yeah. Uh, we're really excited about that. Um, he says, it's going to be much darker, grittier. It's much more character-based think about a think about bounty hunters that's all I can tell you. He also called it Deadwood in Space. Dude,
1: Bosk, we'd get more Bosk. Yeah.
0: He also called it Deadwood in Space and Empire on Steroids and compared it to The Godfather. Um so they were talking about how it was going to be grittier. Rogue One, I'm pretty sure it's been it's been mentioned by numerous sources Rogue One, it's I ide- D the idea of that movie started as a script. For this TV series that Lucas okay. was doing, and they adapted it into that movie. Obviously, we just read about Lando Calrissian the, losing the losing Millennium Falcon, Han Solo and Chewbacca's meeting. That was all in the Solo movie. Mm-hmm. So the two Rogue One and Solo they both started this whole anthology as as part of this TV series, which is also another way of saying I would want to see. Honestly, I want to see more on Darth Maul. Like really, sure, everyone does pretty which, much. But also, that's. That should let you guys know. To anyone who still, for anyone who still is a George Lucas hater, you should keep in mind the two Star Wars movie that were not abjectly terrible. That is Rogue One and Solo. Both st- they both were pilfered from ideas for a TV show that George Lucas yeah. had, and George Lucas had nothing to do with the sequels. Exactly. But now, Luke, here's what's really cool. I've I have read online that Corey Barlog. Don't know who that is. The creative director behind the God of War games.
1: You've intrigued
0: me. Cor- wait, wait, wait. Originals or
1: news? So or he,
0: both. So he was like he was like the lead and he was the lead animator. So the animator for God of War One. He was like a story consulter for God of War Two. Mm-hmm. He, I think he. So this is the Greek pantheon. Era. Yeah, I think he wrote the story treatment for God of War three. So he didn't have anything to do with the story of God of War one. <laughs> then he was a co- story contributor to God of War two II and three. He was the writer and lead director of God of War twenty eighteen, the okay. one that everyone loves. Uh, and when we're into the Norse mythology, yeah, And he was the like, I guess you would call he lore master or something for God of War Ragnarok, which means he didn't he didn't write it himself but everything they wrote they gave to him and he approved it so they had to filter everything they did through him he was their sam witwer yeah so cory barlog cory barlog is basically he did he basically did all of god of war 2018's story himself and then he basically he basically sat on the shoulder of the person writing god of war ragnarok and basically told them hey you mess this up and you're fired <laughs> hey 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 don't mess up yeah and also I'm, I'm not gonna get into that but so cory barlock he was involved in all of the god of war stuff Sure, but i know the reason you asked because you want to know if he was involved in the norse mythology stuff which he was he was the chief architect of the norse part so gory Barlog was brought in at to was brought in to talk about working on this series when it was still in development star wars underworld sure and he has said that the character arc he wrote for Kratos in God of War 2018 <laughs> oh gosh was inspired by a script he wrote for a Palpatine origin episode in Star Wars Underworld interesting so for those of you again who are wondering if George Lucas is actually all we crack him up to be Rogue One Solo both stolen from um and Solo is not great but it's better than the sequels Rogue I, One and Solo I will admit
1: that like Solo wasn't the greatest but the thing is, like you do get some decent stuff out of it. Yeah, um, you get some decent um, character development. Also, Woody Harrelson shows up.
0: <laughs> yeah, but so the two, the two far and away best Star Wars the, movies the that two, come out under Disney, the two
1: distant Star Wars movies from the like the physical storyline that we can see. Well, not
0: even that. Just the the two best ones that Disney made were both. <laughs> Pilford from a from a TV show George Lucas was making, and God of War 2018, one of the greatest games ever made, was inspired by, by this George TV, Lucas by this TV show. And by the way, I'm pretty sure Corey Barlock said that, from what he recalled, part of Palpatine's origin story was part of the reason Palpatine's such a dick is that he got. Um, is uh he got like spurned by the love of his life or something like that it's a story of heartbreak spurned, and tragedy uh... basically rejected okay. like or betrayed don't by a woman don't use
1: lost. fancy words man mm-hmm. i'm a i'm a podunk indiana boy yeah. but so
0: pal- palpatine uh incel <laughs> <laughs> even funnier <laughs> okay incel Palpit- so pal- Palpatine. so how is this going
1: to connect back to last of us Sorry,
0: no, I was going to connect that
1: to Wednesday. Okay, connecting it to Wednesday. Uh, you can have the lore master. Yeah. And so you have this one person who's just like...
0: Yeah, and so you got Sam Witwer on any Star Wars project he works on. You've got Janet Ortega on this new Wednesday show. you got Corey Barlog on God of War.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so uh, I was the way I was going to compare it to Last of Us is... So you've got people working and I I don't mean like people writing it, I mean like actors, people who are reading these lines, who are looking at the lines and saying, nope, Wednesday wouldn't say this. Change it! Or I'm not saying it!
1: Change it or find another Wednesday.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which is, change it or find another Wednesday, which is going to be awkward considering we've already filmed half the show. Exactly. (laughs) But, um, so... The
1: the cool thing is, though, she is an executive producer. Yeah.
0: So with Last of Us... Um, I don't know if they told what they said to Pedro Pascal I don't know if they encouraged him to look up to do research on the role or not but what I do know is Pedro Pascal said that he watched a play he watched like an hour of his family member playing the first game and he said that he was so impressed by Troy Baker's performance as Joel that he decided not to watch any more of it because he didn't want to be influenced by Troy Baker's performance and he wanted to give his own performance
1: are you kidding me right now?
0: Yeah, so Troy be- so Pedro Pascal only watched like an hour of stuff. I don't want to be influenced by the source material. Exactly. And I I was You a- want to talk about dog water? Dude, I was actually I was gonna let him have that until that I, that is my Paul Dano moment right there when it comes to The Last of Us. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> and so I was I was gonna let him have that. I was gonna let the at, like at big actor man say I want to do big actor things on my own and do it and do my own thing. But then the thing he did was and, nowhere then near. You, then you poop. Yeah, the literally
1: thing- take the biggest dumpster fired crap all over the
0: series yeah i don't i don't like uh, ellie, ellie yeah exactly ellie. that's what i'm saying it's okay baby girl yeah that's what <laughs> I, that's what i'm getting at is um i don't want to i don't want to say pedro Pascal's a bad actor but my gosh he did that was a bad performance he put in as joel i thought he was supposed to be like one of the top-notch actors nowadays which by the way the the season finale i can't believe more people aren't talking about The season, his performance in the season finale. There is an there is a part in the season finale where um, Joel has saved Ellie from the people who are going to kill her in order to harvest her brain to make a cure, and he's taking Mm, delicious, yeah, he's taking her away. And the leader of the group shows up, and she's trying to convince him to give Ellie back. And Joel shoots her, and then as they're leaving, he sees that she's still alive because he shot her in the stomach. He goes up, and she goes, "Wait, please leave me alone. I won't come. Like, please just let me live." And in the in the video game, I'm gonna try and mimic Troy Baker's performance, which is gonna be cringy because I'm not as good as Troy Baker. But I'm gonna try to mimic it. She says like like Please don't kill me." And and Troy Baker Joel just goes, "You just come after her and then shoots her." And in the TV show, the way Pedro does it, he goes, "You just come after her and then shoots her." And I listened. To that, I was like, "Could you act, please?" You just come after her. <laughs> you just come after her. And then shoots her, and I'm like, could you, like. Dude, I, I, I assume you're a good
1: actor. Assume. That's your problem right there.
0: You I assume. S- I remember you being good in Game of Thrones, but my gosh, you're not trying at all. <laughs> I've already got my paycheck. Yeah. I don't gonna try. <laughs> you just come after her. Ooh. And so then, now, it, like,
1: literally. Uh, you he almost went autistic, it sounds like, with that He one. went.
0: He went very robot-y. And he's just like... <laughs> yeah, and so... But now let's move on to Bella Ramsey-Azelli. Because what I do know for sure about Bella ramsey Ellie is... She was told by Neil Druckmann and Craig Madsen not to play or watch anything from the games. Because they didn't want her to be influenced by it. They told her, don't look at the source material. We're doing something different. So, the exact opposite of a lore master.
1: I am so tired of Neil Druckmann and his horse crap. (laughs) I wish he would just stop.
0: Yeah. And so now... And I also know that Joel... At any point in time, we could just reach up and just...
1: I'm tired of this bull crap.
0: (laughs) The, The... Uh, Diego Luna, the actor who plays Joel's brother Tommy. You mean Tomas? Yeah, Tomas. So the dude who's only in two episodes of the TV show. He, I, I read online. Probably that, got a fat check too. I read online that that for him they give they gave him a complimentary complimentary PlayStation Five and a copy of The Last of Us remake for PlayStation Five so that he could play it to research his role. So. Pedro Pascal did not re- research his role as the main character. They told he, got, he he got an hour worth of research. Yeah, they told they told Bella Ramsey not to don't research. don't touch it. Yeah, don't research your role. And then Tommy, the guy who's only in two episodes, they said, "Here, you research your role." And so for me, I just mean that's like, so so what what you're implying there is you you're doing the same thing with Tommy. So you want him to research the role so that you give a, a, a like a faithful performance of that role. You don't want El, you don't want Ellie to be faithful, and you don't care if Joel is faithful.
1: <laughs> That's called poor representation of a, um, a property. But like, you see that yeah, you see this crap, and then you compare it to Wednesday, which is how this ties in. Yes, you compare it to Wednesday, and you literally okay. Let's st- is this yes? Is this good? It's blue. Oh! <laughs> It's it's the I believe it's mixed berry. I'm
0: gonna I'm doing the I'm doing the
1: good version of ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the end. So you look at the source material that they were using and the people that they were using um to direct to do music. A lot of the people who are on the um, um on staff for this were highly dedicated one. And two were very well versed in the material. God forbid! God forbid you get An people example. who like it to make the it. The first episode, the director, is Tim Burton. <laughs> huh. Maybe we hit that one on the frickin' nose. Because if I remember correctly, he was the director...
0: Of both the Adams Family movies from the nineties. Can you imagine if Tim Burton actually hated the Adams Family and, the, and he so he he used Wednesday to show why he hates it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a massive psyop. So
1: then, on top of that, we get probably <gasps> probably one of the greatest people for.
0: This entire show, Henry Cavill, to do the music. Henry Cavill, no. Oh, well, um, Metallica, no. Black da- Sabbath, Danny Elfman. I, I, dude, I'm not even joking. You said Danny, and my mind went to Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito does. <laughs> so I music. started blasting. <laughs> so I started singing. <laughs>
1: So Danny Elfman, if you don't know who he is, he did Beetlejuice. I do know Danny he Elfman. He did He did the Spider-Man movies. Uh yeah, he did a couple of them, I He
0: think. did the t- he did the Sam Raimi one.
1: Yes, he did uh I know he did two. Um I don't remember if he did two uh, one and 3.
0: I think I almost positive he did one. Um
1: He may have done one. I don't know about two. But then he also has done so many other ones that are just fantastic. Yeah. Um he also did Age of Ultron. Did he? Yes. I didn't know that. But yeah, so they have Danny Elfman. Oh, did he
0: do um the Superman, original, the original Superman movie? Uh, you mean the one with... With Christopher Reeve? No, no, that was before his time. Oh. I think. I don't... It wasn't before his time, but I don't think he did it. Let me but see.
1: But him and Tim Burton were together working on this project to start out with. And by the way, he's got a weird face. Yeah, he does. Uh,
0: It's, it's almost...
1: I, I guarantee It's you, very detestable feeling.
0: I guarantee you the only reason uh, Tim Burton initially worked with him is because of that face. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of... Uh... <laughs>
1: You'd probably just want to scroll to discography.
0: That's what I was scrolling to. Uh, Original scores. Let me just type in super... Nope. Didn't do Superman. Yeah. Did he do Batman? Yes, he did. He
1: yes, did Batman. He did the... Um... Michael Keaton, Batman.
0: Yeah, well, because that was Tim Burton. Yes.
1: Uh. So you have these two guys already powerhouses in the studio. John Williams did Superman. Uh, yeah, yeah. John Williams has been around the block doing everything it seems. Yeah. Um. Then you had uh, another guy come in and do uh, some of the other directing. Oh really my
0: gosh, you're right. Superman was before his time.
1: Yes, um, but you also see another guy come in and take the place of Burton, but Burton is still kind of like there. Um, uh, but you don't notice a difference.
0: Oh, you mean in the show?
1: Yeah, in the show. Yeah. So not every episode was directed by Burton. I didn't but, think it would be. But you, you, it was literally like his uh, his study was just basically in the place. So, you have that. You have a phenomenal storyline that was written. The premise of the show is Wednesday doesn't get along with people in public school because they treat her brother bad, and nobody tortures Pugsley but Wednesday. (laughs) So, she then gets shipped off to a boarding school where normies aren't allowed. And all the outcasts are there. So you have werewolves, and you have vampires, gorgons, and everything of that nature. Okay. And she learns to do school there. Okay. Another faithful thing they did was they remember people who did good jobs in the show, in the movies, and they were like, you know what, we're going to bring them back because we want them in our show. So they bring back Christina Ritchie, the original Wednesday from the
0: 90s. I was about to ask, I thought I had heard somewhere that Christina Ritchie was in the movie. Yes,
1: she was a recurring character throughout all eight episodes. Okay. Yes. Uh, And she's a fairly main character. Um, Then, uh, on top of all this... After just its short lifespan, it's already been confirmed for a season two.
0: Yeah. Well, it, Nef- came,
1: it came out on Halloween, and January 6th, I think, was the date um, they confirmed a season two.
0: Well, the timeline, to me, isn't impressive, because Netflix does that all If they have a hit, they announce a sequel immediately. Yes. Like, Arcane, like Arcane got its second season, like, a month after. True. Which, but Arcane... Which, thank God!
1: <laughs> let's be honest... Arcane deserves it.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, dude, I heard... There was actually a thing where... Because Netflix has been lo- losing so many subscribers because of cuties. Um, oh, I forgot about that even existing. Yeah, they dude, they lost so many subscribers because of that. But they, yeah. they lost a whole bunch of subscribers. Then they lost more when they announced, like, the ad stuff and all that. Then they lost more subscribers when they announced the whole, like, account policing thing. Where they would automatically kick you out if you didn't check in. Mm-hmm. And they lost so many subscribers... To be fair, this announcement that I'm about to talk about happened before the subscribe before the account policing thing. Sure, but they lost so many subscribers at one point; they were losing so much money that they announced that they were shutting down a bunch of different animated projects they had been working on, like a whole bunch of stuff. They had announced they said that they were just shutting it down completely for cost cutting reasons. And you know, when I saw that, I immediately your was like, butthole just went. Yeah, I immediately looked at it. I was like, I swear, dude, I swear, if Arcane is on this list, I am. I am going to, <laughs> I am going to crap bricks. I'm going, <laughs> I, I'm not allowed to say on air what I would do, even as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, and, and the thing is, and uh, it wasn't Arcane it, is safe. It's still yes. getting a season two. Uh,
1: the thing that's really cool about the Wednesday show is it. For me, it is very cross cultural. Uh, from the uh, the aspect of it, it doesn't. Race has nothing to do with it. It's it's, literally about, like... It um, appeals to the goths and the autistics. True. And and to be very honest...
0: And and, and to the weebs! And to the weebs! And to the
1: weebs, yes. I will tell you this. Jenna Ortega Ortega pulls off autism so freaking well. I swear you, you would be proud.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, dude, she... Dude, she comes off like she's still playing off autism in her interviews. Not in all of them. Do you but... think she's playing? <laughs> no, I think... No, so
1: a lot of the interviews that she does for Wednesday, she still tries to, like, maintain the character. Ex- but yeah. But, like, I've seen some behind-the-scenes stuff. They're literally goofing off. They're a bunch of kids. Yeah. Like, they're twenty. Yeah, majority of the kids that are in the show who are main characters are twenty, and yeah. they're just having fun and being well, their own. What I mean is like
0: it's also not just like an odd like that's just the thing I've noticed that like specifically not just girls but a lot of a lot of like hipstery people sort of that age they mm-hmm. pull off that ad. I showed you the interview of her talking about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes, where they asked uh, one of the cast members they were they were like saying, "How much do you know about your fellow cast members?" And one of them asked, "Like, uh, who is my dog Iggy named after?" and Janora Ortega goes hey from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and then they're like yeah you got it and she goes i think i feel like i should get uh, an extra point because i knew what it was a reference because i knew that it was an anime i knew that it was an anime and they go like wait why would you know jo-? i knew it was it was jojo's bizarre adventure it was jojo's bizarre adventure it, it's from the anime jojo's bizarre adventure she's talking like that yeah
1: she like i remember she repeated jojo's bizarre adventure like three yeah. or four times and you're just like is she like glitching right now or yeah. something well, well, that's no the, that's the autism well it's not
0: even <laughs> autism I've just noticed like when that's kind of like the default thing to do when you want to cr- come off as quirky is you sort of like just very quickly say a lot of things you just keep saying it over and over again and be like look how quirky I am she is 20 yeah well that's the, that's the thing a lot of 20 year olds do that like you see that on like TikTok and stuff all the time that kind of and,
1: and the thing is that kind
0: of look how that kind of, look how unique I am it's like it's like it's like listen listen honey you you reference Jojo Bizarre Adventure by name you had me at that. You don't have to try you anymore.
1: You said JoJo, and I was hooked. I you was didn't hooked. even have to say Bizarre Adventure. You just said JoJo. Well, If that,
0: if that JoJo see what shit gets any bigger, they might have to specify. But the, We don't talk about JoJo. Just like we don't talk about Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> well, the thing is, dude, I've got a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure wallet. And one time I mentioned it just casually. I got a JoJo wallet, and the guy looks at me and goes jojo siwa i'm like god no why would you think that
1: (laughs) i feel sorry for that dude because he's an idiot
0: (laughs) well he thought i was the idiot for having the wallet so for me i as a purely by the way nothing i said was a criticism of jenna ortega sure i'm just saying that's a very that's like a very standard quirky thing that people do where they say like like I feel like I should get a it, it's the it's the tone of the delivery. I feel like I should get an extra point because I knew the name of the anime. It's Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. It's Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Like very quick, very like yeah. roboty like that. That's a very standard quirky thing to do. Sure. But it's also with her age, like you, adventure. So how old is she? She's twenty. Is is she twenty yeah, yeah. I thought I, she was I confirmed it. I thought she was recently. older. Than, I thought she was twenty two. No. Gosh, it's so weird to see her smile.
1: Yeah, it's because you're like, oh my gosh, she's Wednesday. And well, so no, no, no,
0: even in interviews where she's not Wednesday, she's always making that face.
1: Also, so, she was in the most recent Scream movie.
0: Oh, yeah, she is Tony. I heard that, yeah. But, so... Dude, that is... I hate that. What? I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. What? I hate that there are 20-year-olds now who were born after 9-11. I hate it. Yeah, I know. I was talking to one of the guys at our church, um... I was talking to him and he mentioned he he just turned 20 I believe and he and he mentioned yesterday at our young adults night he mentioned that you know he was born in 2003 Young adults? Mm-hmm. The min- oh, you're looking at me like you didn't know what it was. No, no I know. I was just listening, okay. pondering what and you he, were going and with. He, and he mentioned casually the fact that he was born in 2003. And I'm like, he's 20. He's born in 2003. There are 20-year-olds who weren't alive before the World Trade Centers went down. We have
1: people who are adults now who who don't remember. Yeah, who don't remember. Who people. don't remember that fateful day. And to be fair... My cousin doesn't
0: remember that day. And she's 24? Well, I'm I'm ai am a close I, I am a cl- in close in age to your cousin, and I don't remember it either. But I was alive for it. The thing is, this you gotta remember where you were, man. Apparently, I was in school because my mom has told me that she wanted to. What year were you born? Um, late '90s. I'm gonna keep it. So I would have been. You you would have been in elementary. Wait, one two. I mean, what's the point of dancing around? I would have, I, I would have been just about to turn three, I think. You you'd have probably been. So you you probably were like kindergarten or something like that. No, I was um. So I would have been two thousand and I'm born. I was born the. I'm born later in the year than 9-11. I, I'm born after September, so I wouldn't have turned three yet, but I would have been about to turn three. Probably preschool or something. Yeah, so I think I was in preschool, because I remember my mom saying that she wanted, when she saw that happening, she wanted to go and pull me out of school and, like, get me home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know I was, like, off somewhere, but yeah, I don't remember. I, I was in third grade. You're old. old You're old as
1: dirt! I'm almost there. In a month I turn thirty.
0: OLD oh! oh yeah, you're burning. I saw it on your passport, your birthday. Yeah. Your name <laughs> just docs you <laughs> using your passport. This is his
1: name. This is his social security number. Oh, that's dude.
0: is your social security in here? No. Oh. But that is a very valid piece of paperwork. Oh, I know it is. I'm talking about his passport. Yeah. Um, I, I would have assumed that your social is in your passport somewhere. No. no. That, would, it, that would make sense to me if it was. Well, the thing is this. If someone
1: steals your passport, your life is gone. <laughs> if they steal your passport, it has your social in it. That's true. So.
0: Yeah, that's too much power to have in one place.
1: Exactly. That's the point. That's why you must have a social security card. Dude, I
0: saw someone, um... <laughs> I saw, I saw something, this is an old meme, I saw something online, someone posted online and said, um, why can't social security numbers be simple, like three digits, and someone responded, because there are more than 999 people in America. <laughs>
1: Gosh. You know that was a, like a Gen Z-er that said that. You know it.
0: What, why can't social security numbers be simple?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know they were Jenna Ortega age.
0: <laughs> you know it. Why can't social security numbers just be like simple? Like th- three three letters like one, two, three. Why can't Why can't they just be one two three, Luke? Why can't they just be one, two, three? Like one, two, three would be a good Because
1: censorship alone has more than one thousand people in it.
0: <laughs> Way to dox us.
1: We can cut this part out, exactly. <laughs> because the town we live in entirely has more than one thousand people in it. <laughs>
0: Dude, I I would love it if you forget to cut that, like last time.
1: I'm not going to forget to cut that. (laughs) Literally doxing us. Yeah, I need to remember that one.
0: For those of you wondering, because we... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I presume Luke is actually going to remember Luke... Accident- I got it sitting
1: right there, so I'm going to remember it.
0: <laughs> Luke accidentally said the name of the city we live in, which I think we've already said we live in Tennessee, so that would just be it. You
1: yeah, that- it would just be like, oh, they know where we're
0: at. Oh, crap, where- we're good. They know where we're at. Oh, 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 they Paul, know how to
1: find us. Paul
0: Dano's gonna come get us. Uh. Paul Dano's gonna get us for making fun of his, <laughs> his Riddler scream. Okay. Dude, we just dude, we would just hear off in the distance uh, Just, Just coming from the stoplight instead of hearing the <laughs> instead of hearing the train go over the bridge, you just hear uh, <laughs> But no, you would hear it fade in. Uh, as it gets closer, you go.
1: And then you hear (laughs) You start hearing No no." (laughs) Just the closer and closer He gets you like Crap he's coming Get the guns (laughs) Someone call Robert Pattinson Oh gosh Where's the Batman when you need him (laughs) Oh gosh yeah, so, back to Wednesday, gosh. Uh, from a completely, like, reviewing standpoint, like, I was not, I was not cool with the show before even watching it. I, like, I heard a lot of good reviews of it. Yeah. By far, after watching two episodes of it, I was, like, it, after watching 15 minutes, uh-huh. completely hooked. Okay. Okay completely hooked undeniably hooked okay after watching two episodes it
0: was a great show regardless of what they did after that and there were still six episodes left what if they made wednesday gay in the last episode i I would not be having this discussion (laughs) (laughs) you homophobe (laughs)
1: I said I would not be having this discussion right now. I didn't say why I wouldn't be having this discussion right now. No,
0: it's too late. You said in our very first episode why you quit Critical Role. It's too late for you. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot about
1: that. <laughs> I forgot about that 11 episodes ago. Yeah. You
0: went you went mask off on the first episode.
1: <laughs> Forget it. I don't care. No whole <laughs> bar. But, um, literally one of the top ten Best cinematic things I've ever watched.
0: Oh my gosh, dude. I'm looking at the movies and TV shows when... What's her name? Jenna's been in. Yeah. Wednesday, 2002. Scream 2000... I mean, 2022. Wednesday, 2022. Scream 2022. Fallout 2021. Scream 6 2023. X 2022. It's like, dude, she's busy. She's very busy right now. Um, She busy. Also, that smile. I've not seen... That's Smile. I think the last time I went to her Wikipedia yeah. page, she didn't have a uh, profile picture on it. So,
1: just and um, since
0: 2020,
1: she's done this movie. Which she, that movie's great. She was in
0: Studio 666. Yes. She.
1: She's not one of the main people in it. Well, but,
0: obviously not. She's not part of
1: Foo Fighters. Yeah, obviously. Um, don't know what...
0: Oh, that's nice. her, oh they should get Gina Ortega to be their new drummer. I don't know if she drums. Does she? Oh, no, I don't. I don't think so. That's no. more. That's more just a comment on the fact that Foo Fighters doesn't have a drummer right now. Well, they could use Taylor's Son. Oh, I forgot they played with him before.
1: Yeah, they yeah. played
0: with him at the uh the
1: thing uh the, yeah yeah uh, the memorial uh show. Yeah. Um. So. She plays in Wednesday. She played uh, in the Home movie or whatever the heck this is. And she really hasn't been in a ton in the last ten years.
0: Well, that's because she only just now blew up. Sure, but she was in Iron Man three as well. Oh, she was. Oh, she was the Vice President. I don't. I yeah. literally don't remember that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't either because I didn't watch it. Ah, but yeah, since twenty twenty. She's been in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Well, eight movies. There are nine. There are others that are coming out that haven't been like been announced yet. So yeah, she blew up. She's a uh, doing... she. She's very very busy
1: right now, and not to mention in on top of all that, since twenty twenty, she's also been in four shows. Yeah, oh, three shows and a Saturday Night Live appearance.
0: Yeah, which that's that doesn't count. Yeah, that's worthless.
1: Uh, like, I, I started watching one of the bits they did, and I was just like, Saturday Night Live is so cringe now. Like, I just can't stand I it. I had a
0: roommate in college who would watch it super late at night. That is one of the many complaints I have about having been that guy's roommate. Yeah. And I remember it not being funny, and I remember the episode that they that he was watching having Kanye West on it to do a music video. It was, uh, Kanye. It was it was the one where he was I don't even know what song song was, but he was like dressed up in some giant costume or something. I don't know Kanye at all. And I remember like it was. I remember like questioning if it even if it should even count as music what he was doing. Like, let me see if I can actually find Obviously, we can't play it. Obviously. But, um, Khan, Yay, West, uh, SNL. So.
1: What the frick?
0: Then they're doing some kind of, um.
1: Fiji water and Perrier.
0: Yeah, and, um, so I'm gonna mute this for half a second. Uh,. So that I can let Luke listen to some of this. So we'll be right back in like half a second. We can probably cut this out so they don't yeah, have to. Yeah, we can. To... We can cut it. Yeah, so I'm going to. To be fair, that wasn't even Kanye singing that part. That His was the poem. other dude. But so the way they're singing is like, I don't even remember the lyrics. The, the, the part of the lyrics that I could understand was stuff that I don't want to repeat on air. It was like, dun, 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 I love it. I love it. And, it's, like, literally. I, love it. and I, I I promise you, I'm not actually trying to make this sound worse. I'm actually trying to do what he was doing. It's just and very mumbly. I love, it. I, love it. I love it. I love it. And like obviously I'm I'm making those noises because I can't repeat the lyrics because I one don't couldn't even understand them, too. The parts I didn't understand. But that's the way he was singing it. Yeah. No energy at all. No trying at all uh, you i've hated
1: rap for so many years
0: dude i dude i hate rap too rap is better than that that is a disservice to rap and rap is a genre that i hate as well
1: like to, to be honest like that is abysmal yeah and yeah I, no my bad abysmal is too nice that is a holocaust of a genre
0: <laughs> I, I distinctly remember that uh, that Kanye West music segment um, coming up and just being blown away in my dorm bunk by how... Atrocious. How, how, uh, how excessively terrible it was. Yeah. Now, I will tell you
1: this. In the last couple years, I will say this. There's only been one person I've seen on SNL at all that... Made me kind of want to go back and watch SNL bits. Dave Chappelle? No. I like Dave Chappelle's now, bits. Now, mind you, Dave Chappelle's bits were great. Yeah. Uh, back in 2017. That the, was when he did the Negan. That, the
0: Negan one's the one. He's done another one more recently.
1: I haven't I seen any of those. But the, yeah, one, the, the Negan one was great. <laughs> the, the one I'm talking about. No, actually, it was 2016 because it was right after the elections. Uh, it was like in December, closing out the year, and they were just like, him and Chris Rock show up with the uh, the election bit that they do, yeah, and then Trump becomes president, and they're like, ah, told you, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, uh... Gotcha! <laughs> gotcha! <laughs> my... my The one person I saw, I really have a lot of respect for the actor, mind you, he didn't play a great role in a particular movie, set of movies we hate, Adam Driver. Oh, okay. Adam Driver played a couple different characters on those SNL bits,
0: and I'm telling you
1: this. It was actually good.
0: I mean, yeah, like you can—he's a good actor. Yeah, well you can tell from the Star Wars sequels, he's a good actor. He's just working with terrible material. Exactly. Well, uh, another um, movie that he was in
1: was—was was it Black Klansman?
0: I know he was in Black Klansman, and, and I the one particular, like the the fact that he committed so hard to
1: that scene—I've seen—tells um, me this. He doesn't care. Dude, I he's gonna
0: do the job. I've seen, I've, I've seen an edit of The Force Awakens when when Finn and Poe steal the Tie Fighter from the First <laughs> Order, and someone edited in Adam. Oh Driver. yeah, they edited in that. Yeah, that, <laughs> of Adam Driver yelling all that. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's great. And I and all, YouTube being what it is, I've seen the, like comments on YouTube where. It, YouTube. I've seen the comments on YouTube. Where it's like, yeah, that wasn't in the script. We just recorded Adam. Talk. We just <laughs> recorded Adam while he was like, while he was having a temper tantrum <laughs> one day. <laughs> uh, but honestly, I have a lot of respect for Adam Driver. I do. Yeah. There is also another one. There is a review of The Force Awakens done by a YouTuber named E R. Okay. The, the channel name is E semicolon R. Sure. And he <laughs> he did an edit while he was doing his Force Awakens review of the scene where. Uh, it's the scene where the where the stormtroopers tell um, Kylo that like the that um, the BB unit got off uh, Jakku or whatever and had a teenage girl with them and he like ignites his lightsaber and just smashes the console he's at. Yeah, and he throws that temper tantrum. They they did he did an edit of that scene where he took out the audio and replaced it with audio from a from an Adolf Hitler. Uh, uh documentary one of, one of the rallies <laughs> no from like a doc there's actually a documentary i don't remember what it's called but it's very famous because it's like it was a german movie so it's entirely german language it was made in germany and all that and it's a movie about like hitler's last days before he killed himself and so it's basically okay. just a character study about hitler before he died and there's a very uh, yes
1: and there, there's a very
0: famous scene in there of uh, the guy playing Hitler from one of the scenes where Hitler is just losing his mind, just ranting at his. Um, yeah, and he's just losing his mind ranting at them because. Wait, like, is
1: it. Is he like at a table and he's just like going nuts? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know which one you're talking
0: about. Uh, let me just look at Hitler movie, see if it comes up.
1: Bro, you're going to get me like in trouble by the FBI. <laughs>
0: Hitler movie, Gandhi to Hitler. Val- it's not Valkyrie. No, but,
1: yeah. it, like, I remember The uh, the Rise of Evil, that one? No.
0: no, it's a TV, that's a TV series. Um, let me see. You just uh, type in Hitler movie last days. Hitler movie, I'm going to type in famous scene, Let's see if that gets it. Downfall. Ah, okay. So the name of the movie is Downfall.
1: Yeah, and I know
0: he, that one. And yeah, so it's just a movie. Uh, it's a German language movie about Hitler's downfall and his last days before he died. Sure. And so they, I think they added in what he, what the youtuber did is he added in the German dialogue from that film, and he put in subtitles beneath it of, <laughs> of joke subtitles of what is being said. And so it, so the stormtroopers walk up and he can hear him go like "Mein Führer," and then they say all this stuff in German, that, and the subtitles say. Uh, say something like my fear um our black um our African American recruit has defected and stolen one of our tie fighters in order to escape and so then it cuts to Kylo Ren and he turns on his lightsaber and the subtitles just say ignites burning cross <laughs> <laughs> and he starts yeah and he starts smashing the um the 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 consoles and you can hear the Hitler rant being played and, and the subtitles just say that was our last black trooper what are we going to do now people are going to say we're racist for chasing him away do you know how hard it was for me to find a black man who was willing to wear all white what are we going to do now
1: oh gosh People I think gonna... we need to cut that. No.
0: I'm no, people people are going to call us racist for chasing him away. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Which there's so much funny about it. Yeah. The fact that it's Hitler, the fact yes. the fact that they're that they're Nazis in this joke, the fact that they are Nazis who are worried about being called racist for not having any black people in their organization. <laughs> there's so much about it that's great. And what gets me every time is that when the lightsaber comes on says ignites burning cross. <laughs> 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 oh gosh. Uh, ER is a very funny... YouTube. He's the one who made the Death Note movie reviews that I tried to get you walk, uh, to watch yes, that one time. yes, I remember time. those,
1: yes. So,
0: um...
1: After really, really delving into all the Wednesday stuff...
0: Are we still on Wednesday?
1: We, I'm almost finished with it. Dude. You need to chill, sir. Dude, you... You keep rabbit-holing, like, crazy. Dude, now, why, dude, why have
0: you spent so long in this? Like, Well, you, we, okay...
1: We rabbit holed with SNL, okay? And then we got on to Hitler, okay?
0: Luke, I'm so disappointed with you. I, I was I was trying to tee you up to just make a comment about our last JoJo Lands video being three hours. I'm
1: trying to like move on, okay? I'm trying to <laughs> move on to the next topic. I was trying to, I have trying to finish I one was second. trying
0: to give you ammo to call me a hypocrite and you just wouldn't take you're like no no <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I Oh, by the way, I, um, so that reminds me, so we went out to eat after young adults last sure. night and so we're getting food at cookout and, um, um, at was like, Hey, could have just said the gentleman that we spoke uh, that I muted for before I could have, but I'm going to need to do that again. Cause there's a second person I've not mentioned. So, but, so that dude go like, we're getting our food. He goes, man, can we just like, can I just bless our food now? Cause my food's already here and I just want to eat. And so, and so I was, and so we're like, yeah, you can pray. And then who was also there. She just starts praying, goes, Jesus, I just bless this food. And I pray that you would bless this food to our bodies and help us to serve you and all that. And then she says, amen. We start eating. I just go, can I just point out the gentleman who I'm not going to name asked if he could bless the food. And then the lady just said, no, I'm going to bless it. Woman's like, I got this. No. I want the food to actually be blessed. Yes. So Um
1: Honestly, I went into the show thinking I was gonna hate it. Top ten. Best cinematic things I've ever watched. I can't wait for season two, but I'm very hesitant on it. Okay. Because with the track rate of how things have gone in the last 10 years. Yeah. Season 1's phenomenal. Yeah. Season 2 donkey turd. <laughs> and I'm not like I'm not like, what I want them to do is I want them to expand on the family. Mind you, they had a weird casting choice and I know a lot of people were very up upcha- uh, upset. Blah, blah, words upset with the choice that they had for Uncle Fester. What? So, one of the members of the family shows up. I thought you were going to say Gomez. No. A lo- no. People weren't upset about that one. They were upset that Fred Armisen was Uncle Faster. I don't know who Fred Armisen He
0: was, was an SNL guy. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I don't... Yeah, anyone associated with uh, SNL, kind of, um, that's an immediate sort of turnoff for me.
1: No, I can't spell.
0: Bruh R. Right he looks like uh, Tom Hanks.
1: They they give him uh, bald hair, like they they bald him up, and they give him like this weird hat, and he's quirky, but sure. he's not supposed to sound like Gomez ever. He's not supposed to have that kind of like Latin influence to him. Okay. And so, like, I do think they did a good job, and I think I think it was a smart casting choice. And a safe casting choice. Okay. I don't think, like, they went out on a Ugh. limb and were like, man, this is going to be amazing. But that's the that's the one thing people were, like, super up in arms about. I have one thing uh, um, that I had a problem with. Okay. It was literally one particular word they used. <laughs> okay. No, so... One of the individuals in the show has a problem wolfing out. They can't go full wolf. All they can do is do claws. So their fingernails just extend. Okay. Um, And they had said that they had gone to many different people to figure out issues, like why this would happen. And they even went to a lichenologist for help. Okay. You would not go to a person who studies for help, you would go to someone who is therapeutic for health. So you would not go to a lichenologist. You would go to a lycanthropist. That's the only issue I had with the entire show. I want
0: to. I want to cut out all of the Wednesday discussion from the episode now. Just, just for that reason. Yeah, just for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Um, now. So now, onto my second topic. Moving on to we're, that, we're going to alternate. Um, so- Segway. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so <TIE fighter. laughs> more transformer stuff
1: oh gosh so more stu- you can't go an episode without like having to huff down like freaking optimus prime fumes
0: i'm pretty sure we've only talked about transformers on like maybe three episodes uh, i've counted it at least five Out of, what, 11? Yeah, every episode, Luke. That's what's called... That's what's called... Called an exaggeration, That's what's called... Get over yourself semantics? That's what's called the epitome of (laughs) hyperbole. Brian Regan. Oh, gosh. Um, But so... I remember that. I remember you telling me about that. The epitome of hyperbole. That is not the epitome of (laughs) hyperbole. But so... (laughs) <laughs> couple of things have come out about the new Transformers um, Rise, Rise of the beast, beast? movie
1: um, I think I saw a couple things about it
0: So a couple of interesting things one actually I'm gonna tell you about something that's super old. Um, there was a press release a couple of months back at this point where they talked about how they were excited to um, represent they were excited to represent the experiences of people of color in this movie and a lot of people reacted like it's a movie about giant robots fighting each other. We don't. We aren't here. We to, don't
1: care about the ones who are of a different ethnicity. We care about the giant robots.
0: We barely. We barely care about the human. We don't care about the humans, no matter what race they are. We're here for Optimus. We're here for Optimus and Optimus Primal. Yeah. So that came. So that came out a couple of months ago, which had people. We're we're here for JoJo, and freaking Optimus melding together. Yeah. <laughs> So we um, so that came out a couple of months ago, and people were worried about it. And me, it makes me worried, but I'm such a Transformers fan. I'm going to give the movie a chance no matter what. Obviously, we will. And so now stuff has come out. Peter Cullen, the voice actor for Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. the producer of this movie, who also produced the Michael Bay movies, sure. Lorenzo de Bonaventura, which that's a mouthful of a name. Segway. Real
1: quick, real quick rabbit hole.
0: Have you ever heard of the comedian
1: named Theo Vaughn? Mm. I think. Yeah, he's. He's. Uh, it sounds familiar. Y- you'd see him. He's. He's very notable. Theo Vaughn. I don't recognize him, okay. but I feel
0: like I've heard the name.
1: He has a name just like that name
0: <laughs> Theodore Kapitani von
1: Krumatowski. Fun fact he shortens it to Theo Vaughn
0: because his last name translates to Juice layer." <laughs> oh wait it's Kurnatowski, not kumatowski yeah Kurnatowski. hold on i think Lou. let me look it up louis ck yeah so alfred <laughs> Zikili. well here's the thing i the reason i know this is because i actually remember someone saying that is pronounced ck the reason he changed his name to louis ck is because he wanted people to pronounce his name correctly <laughs> ck really is, ck is apparently how that is supposed to be pronounced yeah. CK. Yeah,
1: the phonetic
0: pronunciation right there. Yeah. Dude, people have we, we did that once a long time ago. We yeah, we did. Sh- we should have we should have saved that to record it, but like yeah a year ago we just went down the rabbit hole of looking up celebrity real names. Yeah. Thomas Cruz Mapather. <laughs> <laughs> uh thick. Theodore Capitani Von Kurnatowski. I think there's another one. Let me look it up. I saw one recently that I thought I had to show you, but I can't remember who it was. It might have been Brie Larson. Yeah, that was what it. What the heck? Br- Brie Larson's real name is Brianne Sidonie de Saulnier. <laughs> la- it looks French, so I pres- so I assume it's DeSalnier. Um... B- Brie Larson, Brienne de Saunier, French Canadian. Yeah, I told you. I can I can tell. Like nine times out of ten, I and French is her first language. Nine times out of ten, uh, I'm. If I if I wanted to be mean, I could say that explains a lot, but I'm not going to. <laughs> it explains a lot. It, but, it really does. But so, um, nine times out of ten, we we. Oui, <laughs> I surrender.
1: <laughs> you know, you know the French always get the the last words, right? I surrender. <laughs> I surrender. <laughs> <laughs> in every single war, they get a, a, they
0: get the last word. I surrender. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so, any nine times out of ten, if a name ends in I E R S, it's probably French and it's probably pronounced E A. Yeah. 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 Jean Luc Picard. But so. What was I going to say? Oh, my! God. Oh, Transformers. Yes. So, Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime, Lorenzo de Bonaventura, who has produced every movie so far, including this one, and the main human actor for the movie, Anthony Ramos, have all said that they think that this... Anthony
1: up- Ramos is the young boy who we see in Mirage. Yeah. Correct? Okay.
0: Um, all three of them have said that they think that this upcoming movie is the best movie that's been made since the first one. Peter said it too. Peter said it too, I believe, which is why if the producer and the kid said it, I wouldn't. I'd be like, "You're you're supposed to say that." But Peter, Peter has been critical of the movies in the past. He once said that he he said he's not specified which line it is, but he said that there was one line he had to say for either the third or the fourth one. I'm not sure, but he said that he hated delivering that line. It was probably the fourth one. Because it was something Optimus would never say. And he, <laughs> and he said that he made it clear to the production team that he would not be coming back for another movie if they had Optimus say more lines like that. So Peter Cull- Peter Cullen's the lore guy for Transformers. It's because he was the voice back in the day. Yeah, he's been the voice. He's the voice since G1. Yeah, which to be fair, he probably, he probably only knows stuff about Optimus, so you'd need a lore guy for the entire series. But he's definitely the lore guy for Optimus where it's... Mm-hmm. But so the fact, I know that Peter Cullen's willing to be critical of the stuff he's in if he feels like it's not living up to what it should be. And so the fact that he has also said that he thinks this is the best movie since the first one makes me go, okay, forget what Lorenzo and Anthony said. You say it, I'm listening. And see, that's how I was.
1: Now, I, I, I'm sorry to tag it back to Wednesday, but ah! that does it, I, I'm just... Trying to give you the reference here, okay? Uh, yeah. uh,
0: <laughs> you, you made Paul Dano upset. Yes.
1: I I literally was starting to watch the show, and then it goes to the uh, opening credits, and I saw, directed by Tim Burton, I was like... I'm listening. I'm listening. You have my attention. You have my attention. You weird man, you. <laughs> like I, I saw Tim Burton, I was like... Um, hello <laughs> i'm intrigued yes and at that moment it like that's when like i saw the bait yeah i saw the bait and i was like mmm fishy
0: so now the the second thing yes. cuz this isn't going to take long the second thing is i i saw an interview i heard that peter cullen gave an interview recently where he said that he is already recording dialogue for optimus for two more movies he said that one is going to be a fully a fully animated movie, which is going to feature Optimus younger. Oh, I thought we were going to get like more Beast Wars. No, it's it sounds like there have been rumors that they're going to do a War for Cybertron movie, and it sounds like if he's doing Young Optimus, this is going to be it, which I'm super excited for because that's so it's so hard. We're going to mess get up. more brawn. Maybe, maybe. dude brawn or braum brawn brawn um i couldn't remember most transformers names especially those very early like 80s ones are named after actual things what if we get more what if we get shockwave dude probably if we get a war for cybertron with shockwave which are you talking about soundwave or shockwave The one who's the boombox with a rocket launcher That's on it. Sound, sound I get it mixed up every time. <laughs>
1: Shockwave <laughs> is the Cyclops. Yes, okay. If we get a Soundwave, Soundwave, yeah.
0: Soundwave stereo, Soundwave stereo. And if we get Frank Welker voicing him, uh <laughs> Soundwave acknowledges. If if
1: we get Frank Welker playing Soundwave, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. the angelic chorus begins to sing but the thing is like that would be Wait, the- who is original Optimus, uh, original megatron frank welker oh, okay if we get yeah <laughs> yeah yes
0: dude if you actually i'm gonna do this right now because i i want to and do not mute it because i want this to come through okay i don't think we'll be copyright struck for it
1: uh you're allowed like 30 seconds
0: i'm just gonna you're
1: you're allowed little sound bits not much yeah
0: i'm going to i wish that they need to have a compilation of it somewhere uh let's see if this is it uh no that's not gonna be it oh look it's that atrocious video yeah uh Frank Welker, Transformers, Voices. There's gotta be, like, just one where it's just a whole bunch of his voices mashed together. Frank Welker...
1: Voices compilation? Maybe.
0: I- I'm trying to get specifically his Transformers stuff, but... This is... Comp... Wait. I'm not even joking. Frank Welker voiced, like, 15 different characters. Oh, pumped to hear. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's um, just Transformers, though. Let me see. Aladdin... It's not, but... Well, it, maybe I can fast-forward to, like, a Transformers section, if it's in here.
1: Uh, dude, he was in The Land Before Time?
0: Dude, he was in literally everything.
1: I didn't realize he was in... Like, Lamb Land Before Time was my thing,
0: man. Dude, Frank Welker's been in literally everything. I'm not even joking. He was Fred, He was the original Fred... And then when the original Scooby-Doo actor um, quit or died or something, he became the voice of Scooby-Doo. He's not even in that one there, it looked like. Yeah, well, they got the live action. Trans- oh. Uh. The the entire
1: planet of Cybertron. Exactly.
0: So both of those characters right there were Frank. Frank Welker. And let me um,
1: uh, I'll I'll trim it down a little bit so we can get both their voices. Okay. because uh, I know Sound Waves wasn't.
0: You can right. also you can cut out like all of us looking for that probably. Sure. Um, but he was the voice of a lot. Yeah. Wait,
1: uh, who who are they got playing Scourge? Uh, Peter
0: Dinklage. In the movie.
1: Scourge is going to be the big bad guy. Yes. Isn't he? Okay.
0: Which. Dude, Peter Dinklage will be good for that, I promise you. Are you sure? I am very sure. Um, we, we'll we'll cut this entire part okay. out, because I want to play you a full scene. Slice! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tyrion
1: uh, trial. Oh, I remember seeing this, yes. <clears throat> Insert Tyrion Lannister's trial from Game of Thrones for killing Joffrey. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware it's it's the part where he goes watching your vicious die was gave me more relief than a thousand lying whores. Yes, you're just like all right Peter Dinklage, you
0: need to chill, bud. Yeah, like dude, you're you're doing
1: you're I, I was I was a little hesitant, but then you show me that that scene there. It's the uh, the Tyrion trial scene. Yeah, where he's talking about he wishes that he had killed Joffrey. I'm
0: going like, to look up one more thing. Because uh, to showcase Frank Welker. So you heard his sound wave and Megatron voice. Sure. Um, metallic mini meatballer. Uh- oh actually that's also Frank Welker. So that's Frank Welker as Skywarp right there. Okay.
1: Step on ya! You and one army, you maxi turkey!
0: And that was also Frank Welker as Rumble. So you've heard Frank so Welker. You've heard Frank Welker. Now let's listen to
1: Frank Welker. Yeah. Oh, and after that, let's listen to Frank Welker. Yeah.
0: So um, so you've heard him as Megatron, Soundwave, Skywarp, and Rumble, and they're all different voices. Then you realize he also voiced Fred in the original Scooby-Doo. Yes. He is also the current voice of Scooby-Doo. He also, for anyone who's watched Futurama, he voices Nibbler in that. Nibbler
1: is... Leela's pet. Oh, okay. Yes. I know uh,
0: Nibbler. Yes, I'm aware of Nibbler. Let me look this up. It just because like, I love Futurama, so it's cool to... Yes. Did you just talk? Indeed. And I have other amazing powers as well.
1: <laughs> I'm going to make sure to leave in the poop eradication.
0: Yeah. And I, I need to find it. Um, let me see. Really,
1: he is a very
0: diverse actor. Oh, yeah. Dude, hold on. okay. <laughs> so do you hear that? <laughs> yeah. That's also Frank Walker. He did the, the animal effects okay. and the Nibbler voice. And I, I have heard, I don't think I've told this story on air, but I've told it to you before, Luke. I have heard there used to be a joke among people who worked with Frank Welker. So among Peter Cullen and all of them who worked with him on um, Transformers. They had a joke, which was, if you could turn, and their joke was, if you ever turn on a, t- a cartoon on TV... If you ever turn on a cartoon and you look at it, you can get point to it and go, Frank vo- Frank voiced that guy, that guy, that guy, and that guy. And if that horse in the background could talk, he'd voice him too. <laughs> that used to be their joke about Frank Welker. <laughs> if that horse had lips, <laughs> Frank would also voice him. Yeah, he's done everything. He was the Cave of Wonders in Aladdin.
1: Oh, um, by the way... Uh, the video game. So I want to segue
0: now a little bit. He voiced the monsters in the live-action Scooby Doo movie. I think he yeah, did the he effects did. for those. Yes. So I just saw this here, but uh, <sighs> it says that a eulogy for
1: Marvel's Avengers, the video game, has officially died as of yesterday. What is it? Just it's the video game itself that came out like a while. Yeah. No. Is it, what is it, is it? Just bad. is it just gone? It's just like it's. It is no longer going to be, like, having more material added to it. It is just a dead game now. Oh, but, it wasn't good anyway. But, like, you can still buy it and, like, play the Probably campaign. Probably could. Um, but that segues into the next thing I want to talk about.
0: Oh, um, hold on. Let me think. Okay, so what I was going to say is, there's the there's the live there's the fully animated movie Peter Collins that he's okay. already recording for, where he's going to be voicing a younger Optimus, which means probably a War for Cybertron movie. He has also please yeah he has also said that he has also already begun recording for a sequel to ride of, to Rise of the Beasts. So he's already working on a sequel for the movie coming out, as well as a prequel set possibly on Cybertron. So he's already working on two. Sounds like we're about to do work. Exactly, dude. I'm, it, it, dude. As long as it's good, dude. He's eighty, so they, so they need to have. They, they got to get work done quick. Yeah, they need to have Peter Cullen work. They need to be recording like ten different movies with Peter Cullen every year. Either
1: that, or they need to get like the deepfake done now. No, no, no. I, I'm talking about not the deepfake. I'm talking like. I'm not saying like full deepfake. I need mean, like, we need to get Peter Cullen saying every single word and every single inflection so we can AI him. Dude, if we do... Like, he literally is now your GPS. Dude, I... Dude,
0: Optimus is my GPS? Are you kidding me? I would love... Why has no one done that? You're welcome. <laughs> In five miles, you will take a right at the next light. Roll out. <laughs> oh oh yeah Optimus. Make
1: a right turn and then roll out.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Optimus talk to me more. Uh, uh.
1: So as as we see the Marvel Avengers game is died, it, it makes me want to talk about another game that recently came out and I got it and I, I was kind of a little hesitant of it, but I, I really like it. And, Soma? No. Ah! But the thing is this I I said recently came out. Literally, recently. I'm talking this week.
0: What came out this week?
1: It's a small little indie game that they've been talking Wait. about it coming out for a while.
0: Are, is this a joke? Are you going to talk about the Resident Evil remake? No,
1: no. This is an actual game. It's on that screen right there. This? No, not that. That It's not that entirely, but there's the, Oh, all it's not the I- background? It's oh. one of the icons that are up there. Uh,
0: let me guess. Uh... I shouldn't do this. That's just leading to dead air. I am going to guess "Tales of the Neon Sea." No, no. Okay, then I have no idea. Uh, "Borderlands 3." Uh, no. <laughs> "Cyberpunk 2079." No. It's 77, by the way. "Cyberpunk 2069." Uh, <laughs> uh Dredge. You know that one stood out to me too, but for some reason, "Tales of the Neon Sea" looked
1: yes. Yeah, so. Dredge is a new indie game. Ew,
0: Star Wars Squadrons. I got it for free. I'm probably gonna delete it. I just haven't gotten rid of it. Dude, the, the the like the like tie fire, the aerial battle stuff in battle in the Battlefront games is always my least favorite stuff.
1: That was one of my favorite things,
0: dude. In the original Battlefront 2, I'm so glad that they give you the option to skip those levels in the campaign because I sure. always skip them. Sure. Um. But,
1: so, Dredge, the premise of the game is you are... Judge Dredge. No. Dredge. Dredge. Uh, so, you, the premise of it is you are literally a sailor who just washed up somewhere, got caught in a storm, and you're now, like, sailing through these seas and trying to do all these things for these people without having a job. And the, um, I was listening to a podcast about it this morning, and the thing that they said: uh, basic, basic understanding of the mechanics and the style of the game. It is a inventory management fishing simulator with light survival horror.
0: Oh dude, I don't like inventory management stuff like that.
1: I, I like inventory management. I don't
0: sometimes. like having to keep track of a whole lot of stuff.
1: It, it's it's not like a ton of stuff you have to keep track of. It's just like you have X amount of capacity. Yeah. You can only, like, fill it up so far.
0: Like, Resident Evil's inventory is, like, as much as I'm willing to go for because inventory management. Resident Evil, though, is, like, incredibly,
1: like, rough. What do you mean? I, it's not user-friendly. Where this here, like, all your inventory, you have what you have currently on you and storage. And you don't really need to worry about them. Because when you go back... Because the the premise of it is you're a fisher, so you just go out and fish. Well, the problem is now when you go out there and fish... Are you
0: fishers of men? No. Then what's the
1: point, Luke? I know. That's the problem. (laughs) I feel
0: like... You know what's so weird? that What I just said makes so much sense to us, but like I...
1: It, there's, there's a lot of people that don't understand that. It, it,
0: it's weird to think that like there's some people who don't get the reference I just made. Yes. It's, it's a biblical reference if you didn't get the reference. Yeah, it's a... Look it up. It's in the Bible. Yeah, I was about to explain the reference, but no, you should just look it up. Just look it up. Do, uh, I, do your own research. Yeah, do your research. We don't got to do it all for
1: you, do, okay?
0: Do your research and read your bibbles. <laughs> read the Bible. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, And then come back and thank us for it. So
1: I've played, I would say probably... Three, four hours of dredge. Okay. And I'm thoroughly afraid of the game. Because it says don't go fishing at nighttime, because you're gonna start to go insane. <laughs> and you'll start having hallucinations. What you actually do? Or like devil buzzards like come and steal your fish. Or you're like, oh, that's a like ship in the distance at nighttime. I'm gonna go check out that ship. Turns out it's like an anglerfish, but it's giant. Oh. And it's just different. like hidden underwater and it's
0: So so if you're playing horror games, Luke, then you've got no excuse not to play Soma.
1: This is light horror. But I will tell you, like, it's... I I understand you want me to play Soma, but I'm not going to play Soma. Why? Because that one really looks scary. And I already have a problem enough with this one.
0: Oh, it's not on... Dude, it was literally on sale for like three bucks two days ago. Well... Sucks to suck, I ain't gonna buy it. Oh, that's okay, because we can check it, check for it on Steam. Oh, it's not on sale here either. No! <laughs> I don't want to play it anyway. You need to! I know I need to. It's uh, so
1: good! I don't do good with any like horror games, really. And I like I'm having a hard time with Dredge and it's light
0: dude i don't like horror i don't like horror either but soma's good dredge is good actually
1: so far i like
0: it see if it's good then you don't but i like it because it's
1: uh lovecraftian themed <clears throat> and i am a simp for lovecraft wait so you don't like horror but you're a simp for lovecraft yeah he's one he's basically the father of modern like science fiction
0: yeah thanks for pointing out well, you didn't actually. You didn't say what I thought you were going to say. What I thought you were going to say. He's the the father of modern horror, which is also kind of true. And I was going to say thanks for pointing out the contradiction, Luke. He's the. Uh, he, oh, I hate horror, but I really like the stories that burn horror.
1: For me, the the father of modern horror, and when it comes to writing, uh, I would say is more or less Edgar Allan Poe. No. Look at all of his writings.
0: I've read I've read some of his stuff his for school. I have his complete fiction
1: upstairs. I've
0: read some of his stuff for school and it doesn't come off to me like horror. It comes off to me like classy classy goth. It's cuz you're uneducated and autistic and you
1: can't understand emotions.
0: <laughs> says the dude who says the grown man who won't play a video game cuz oh it's scary. It's
1: cuz I understand emotions. <laughs>
0: so do i luke? luke really who's the autist here's the autist who's the autist oh it's me and you that, and that means i understand emotion better do you yeah i'm not ruled by it so i can study it like in a beaker and just be like "Ah, oh, so this is how emotion works <laughs> i understand you luke better than you do because i'm on un- because i have an unbiased view of your broken brain <laughs> Who says I'm the broken one here? Because emotion is a emotion is a cancer. Ah, so you're
1: the broken one. I see.
0: <laughs> yes. I was gonna say something else. Oh my gosh, I I'm literally Soma,
1: Dredge, Horror, Lovecraft. It was some... sci-fi. It, it was
0: somehow connected to Al- Edgar Allan Poe.
1: Yeah. So outro time. All right. <coughs>
0: <laughs> Keep that part in. <laughs>
1: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Coronavirus Survival God.
0: Yeah!
1: Every freaking time he does it, it surprises the crap out of me. Woo! (laughs) Thank you for tuning in, and we appreciate you all.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah!
1: Why do you keep changing this, Henry? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Tune in next week for another fun episode where we act up and have a lot of shenanigans. That's right!